This is Cliff Central. The open book on cliffcentral.com. Yeah, every praise is to our God. Um, just what a wonderful year it's been. It's amazing to think that already it is the 3rd of December 2015. Uh, so yeah, a beautiful summer's day to you all. Three days into summer. But here in Johannesburg, man, it feels like we've had summer for like the past, for like the past three months. That's how hot it has really, really been. Um, so yeah, well, I was actually speaking to a friend of mine, uh, just the other day who actually, who lives in Scotland. Uh, South African guy. He's been there for about 23 years or so. So he's, um, he's around here to visit. And so I'm, and so I met up with him actually at a, at a concert that I was doing with my brothers, Bala brothers. And so I said to him, I said, um, so yeah, so you're going to be here for Christmas. And he said, oh no, man, I'm actually going to be leaving in a few days time. I'm like, why would you go back to cold Scotland? He said, because I can't get used, uh, to this, uh, to this hot Christmas. I mean, what is that? I was like, hey, man. You know what, each to their own, because there is no ways that I, I would actually want to freeze around this time. So yeah, for those of you who are listening to us in different, you know, like in certain places, in other places around the world, a warm welcome to the open book right here on Cliff Central. It is. We've got another two weeks uh, to go. Well, you've probably got another two weeks to go before uh, you've got to get that Christmas shopping done. And uh, another month or so to go before you have to get ready for work. <laughs> Don't mean to be a party pooper, you know, but the thing is we've got, we've really got to face reality at this time. Uh, because truth be told, a lot of people come, uh, come December, including myself actually, we kind of live like it's the last month of our lives. And then suddenly January hits as if we haven't actually really been waiting for it. Uh, we're in a frenzy to lose weight, quit a bad habit. And, uh, for most of us, we get into a frenzy to actually kind of get right with God. That's why the first service of every single year is probably the fullest out of the whole year, you know, um, maybe second to, maybe second to Christmas. And you know what? And a lot of these times, right? These resolutions just never really quite materialized past, uh, past the third month of the year. You stop going to gym. You stop going to church. Um, uh, and, and, and also because you kind of was, you kind of were praying, uh, for God to give you a vision for the year. Um, and now because nothing has sort of materialized as yet, you just go on living the same life in 2016 that you lived in 2015. So my goal for this December, my goal for December 2015, yes, I still have goals. This year is still pretty much on. It is to find my purpose for 2016. In what? In prayer. So that by the time that 2016 starts, I can hit the ground running. Okay? I don't want to get into 2016. I'm in the middle of it. Suddenly I'm like, okay, Lord, what, um, what do you want me to do this year? And then spend the whole two, three months trying to find the direction that God has for my life. And then before you know, uh, all the work has been taken up and I've got to just take the scraps from the floor. No, I'm going to do it right now in December so that by the time January comes, my head is clear. I know exactly what it is I've got to do. And uh, by the 3rd of December, I'm calling Duncan going, yo, let's do this or let's do this, you know, so we don't go on just muffling uh, (laughs) around (laughs) in January. So yeah, I hope that today's show will actually encourage you to do the same. And so our topic for today is how to pray. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? That's our topic in the beginning of December, and that is how to pray. And some of the questions uh, we'll be seeking answers to, um, hopefully we'll be finding answers to, is number one, why pray? Can I pray too much? What is the sinner's prayer? 
Should I pray to the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? A very important question. Um, another one is, how can I be sure that I'm praying the will of God? Another one is, what is the Lord's Prayer and should we pray it? And we're even going to discuss uh, near the end um, one that sometimes um, skeptics get the best of it and uh, people don't really quite know how to go about it, and that is praying in tongues. And the person that I have with me today who will uh, be helping me to, to answer all these questions is Pastor Tafara Butai. We had him last week. I think it's like the fourth time on the show. Right. You know, he is like, he is like the truth. Okay. If you want Bible truth, <laughs> um, without, without anybody telling us about themselves, you've got Pastor Tafara for that. So I'm going to be chilling with him today. Um, he is from Faith Hill Church. So you know what? Today is going to be like, is going to be like a Bible study. That's right. Okay. So, so I want to ask you that you, that you take your pens and your, and your, and your papers out so that you can write these notes down. But also, if you don't have those, and then at least then just get the, get the app, you know, um, get the Cliff Central app so that you can actually rewind because this podcast is the one that you're going to need while you're going through this time of prayer. And if you are listening to us live and you've got some questions on prayer, because I know that there are a lot. I had a lot of questions. And not to say that I know a lot about prayer. So you're very much welcome to give us a call uh, right here on the open book. The number is 0861-555. Duncan, what have you done? I was reading the number. Okay. 0861-555-189. You can also also tweet us as well. Um, I am am at Loiso Music. Or you can send us a tweet uh, at cliffcentral.com. Facebook, Cliff Central. Duncan, what are you doing? I can't see those numbers anymore. Okay, there we go. Um, or you can send us a message on, uh, on Cliff, Cliff Central or WeChat. Uh, and uh, to send a message on WeChat, just tap connect and then message to show. MSG, the number two, show. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, this is today's like a Bible study. And um, our, our, um, our, our topic is how to pray. Uh, we'll be back with you after this with Pastor Tafara Butai. This is Cliff Central. Pastor Tafara, thank you so much for joining us once again here on the Thanks. Open Book. Thank you, Loisa, for having me. So good to always have you. Now, Pastor Tafara is uh, is an author of uh, of of two books, um, but the one you know, the one that really really touched me over the past two three days is one that is called um, "Every Prayer Answered." Yeah, that's what it's called. Every prayer answered. Yes, um, so yeah, so today we're going to be speaking about that. Um, Pastor Farah, there's a misconception of what prayer is. Um, what is prayer? Um, this this question haunted me for a very long time because, uh, according to the religious practices, prayer is you know when you get on your knees mm-hmm. to uh, speak to the heavenly Father, and in some other sectors of. Uh, uh, the religious world, prayer is an opportunity to ask from God. Of course, there is a prayer of asking, but that's not all there is to, to prayer. In fact, the Greek, the Hebrew word prayer translated means fellowship. Yeah. You know, it means hanging out with God. It means, you know, having a relationship with God. And that's, I believe, the foundation of prayer. I mean, if you look at Adam in the garden, Adam prayed. Every noonday, he met with God to have fellowship. I mean, what's interesting about that is that Adam prayed when he didn't have anything, any house to believe God for, any wife to believe God for, or any needs, yet he still prayed. You know why? Because prayer is not about presenting a grocery list to our Heavenly Father. It is about having a fellowship, a relationship with Him. So, I mean, like, so then I assume that 
there are many things there are many things that we can uh, construe as prayer even just like maybe um I'm just trying to think now because some of the times I've said to people I'll pray for you Right. And that is in a time of need. So we're ever right. able to pray for someone without them necessarily needing anything? Yes, we can. And, um, I mean, we see it throughout the whole scripture where uh, the Apostle Paul prayed for all the churches that he wrote letters to. So we can uh, actually pray for someone and um, without necessarily them having a, a special request or a need. And mm. we can ourselves pray to God without having anything to ask him for. I mean, it's like, Having a relationship, a husband and a wife. It's talking. I mean, I'd get annoyed. It's like chatting, really. It is. It's just having, a, 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 in fact, the, the, the other word besides fellowship is communion. Yeah. It's having a communion, you know, uh, with our heavenly father. And just like a husband and a wife, I mean, I'd get annoyed if my wife only came to me when she wanted something. You know, gimme, gimme, gimme. You're right. My name is Jimmy. You wanted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you, I mean, like, I guess really what it is is, uh, is that once you have a relationship with someone, what you have to do is that you have to co- constantly communicate with them. That's I it. I found that in my relationship with my wife. That's That's it. what it is. When I stop communicating, um, the relationship starts to, you know, like starts to break, Amen. to break apart, you know, so it's important that we, we just can't communicate. And whether it's in the car, whether it's just to say, Hey, thank Come you on. so much for this or like, Oh, wow. I, I mean, like I had such a great day. That's it. So, um, so yeah. And that's what our heavenly father, you know, wants from us. He wants a relationship, mm. you know, just like the prodigal uh, son's father. He, he's just longing to have us around and, and just to have that fellowship. And that essentially is what prayer is. Mm. You so know, it's where not we necessarily can getting down on your knees. No. It's not necessarily going to a, um, a, a, a certain building. No. You know? No. It's just speaking to him because he's always listening. That's it. Mm. And, and, and uh, I like it because it freed me from all the, Religious, uh, pressures that I had, you know, thinking, Oh no, I haven't prayed enough. Uh, or I'm just not having a prayer life by just realizing that, Hey, listen, me having fellowship with God, that's all he wants. And guess what? When you have fellowship with someone, mm. uh, uh, when my wife and I have uh, a fellowship, she doesn't even have to ask me, uh, stuff. I know exactly what she wants before she even asks. You know why? Because mm. we are so in tune one with another. And this is why Jesus said, your heavenly father, he knows what you need, what you are in need of. And he even answers before you pray <laughs> yeah. or before you ask. So now if prayer is a communication between, uh, between us and God. Right. So obviously God speaks to us as well. That's it. While we, while we pray. That's so it. how do we listen to God while we pray? Man, I think God uh, speaks to us differently. Uh, um, uh, he speaks to us according to who we are and how we are inclined to hear. Uh, for me personally, I find God speaks to me in my own personal voice. <laughs> and yeah. that's weird. And sometimes I could be walking around in the mall and, or I'm, you know, standing in line at, at peak and pay and God will speak to me something. And what's interesting about it is I hear it in my own personal voice. You know why? Because sometimes the Holy Spirit uses my own, uh, personal a uh, 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 voice, my own personal um, uh, a mouth to speak to me and my heart and I hear it as my own voice. The only way I distinguish between my own selfish desires and God speaking to me is compassion. If mm. it's filled with compassion, if it's filled with love then I know it's God. It's definitely not me. Yeah. Now as I was reading your book, I noticed <laughs> that there are some do's 
and um, and that there are some uh, some don'ts, you know, right. when praying. So before we get to the do's when praying, right. uh, what are the don'ts of prayer? Now, what's interesting about that is when I wrote the book, I was reading in Matthew chapter number six, where Jesus was talking about, you know, the three most important things in a believer's life. He talked about how to pray. He talked about how to fast and he talked about how to give. Mm. And what was interesting in that day is that uh, when the Pharisees would pray, fast or give, they would always blow a trumpet to attract attention before they do it so that they can get approval of men or, you know, get uh, a man's attention and so on and so forth. And when Jesus got to teaching our prayer, the first thing he said is in Matthew 6 verse 5, and when you pray, do not be as the hypocrites. Or he said, when you pray, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. So he started with the thou shalt not as prayer. And the mm. first one was, for they love to pray standing in synagogues, on the street corners, to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward and f- in full. And Jesus is not talking against public prayer, but what he is talking against is the motive for prayer. He's saying, if your motive is to attract attention from others, if, if your motive is to get a reward from people, you know, when people say, Oh man, that brother prays. If that's what you're looking for, that's all you're going to get from your prayer life. Okay. So Jesus is addressing, uh, the motive of prayer because he himself prayed publicly. So he's, he, yeah, he I was just going to ask that. I mean, like, so does that mean that there's something wrong with us praying in? Praying in public? No, that's not what he's talking about. Because he, a lot of people he, he, use that. They're like, yeah, well, they can't pray in public. No. You know? That's not what Jesus is saying. I mean, it's he the prayed motive behind it. It's the motive. Yeah. He's saying if your motive is to attract man's attention, if your motive is to be seen by man, then you've got it all wrong. And that was the first don't. And mm. the second one, uh, he said, um, when you pray, uh, do not be like the hypocrites. Uh, who keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard, for they are much speaking. In other words, Jesus is telling us that virtue in prayer is not in a multitude of words. Virtue in prayer mm-hmm. is in faith. <laughs> You're so right. And you know, and the thing is, a lot of times that we actually pray in a lot of words right. is because we don't have faith coming you know, coming into prayer. Right. We, um, we praying, not sure if God is actually really hearing us yeah. or that, like whether we've explained ourselves, um, ourselves properly. But yeah. there is a scripture though, I mean, like in the Bible where it speaks about the fact that, you know, that God even hears our sigh. Come on. When it's, you know, like when it's directed to him and even answers those prayers, you That's know, it. the fact that you don't need a lot of words. You just need, um, how can I say it again? It's like, it's like you just need to be real. That's it. You know? That's but it. it's hard though because, because we are taught that we need to pray the word of God to Him. That's it. You so have to. We, so how do we know then whether we're praying the will of God when we pray? I think, like you said, uh, to pray the, the will of God. And the will is the word of God. The will is the word of God. I mean, in the Bible is clear. Uh, it says, this is the apostle John speaking. He says, this is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And yeah. if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions or we have the things that we have asked of him. So a prerequisite for having your prayers answered is to just pray the word. Pray in line with God's word. Pray in line with God's will. And when you do that, you won't have to convince uh, God how bad or how terrible the situation is. You won't have to, you know, babble uh, uh, mm-hmm. and, and just mm-hmm. blab a lot of words. You just... You know, get to the point. I mean, Jesus raised Lazarus with a two-word prayer. <laughs> Lazarus, come forth. 
Yeah. And I mean, if it was you and me trying to raise someone from the dead. Oh, no, 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 no. We need everything to be right. Chase people out the room, you know. Play, play something nice. <laughs> play something nice just to, just to get us to a point, you know. And, and, and chances are we probably still not too sure whether we're doing, you know, like we're doing the right thing. That's it. Um, you speak about, you speak about, uh, seven, seven types of prayers. Right. Um, actually, I think I took out a verse. I got a verse here somewhere. Oh, um, Ephesians chapter six, verse 18, which says, and pray in the spirit because you quote this in your book. Okay. Right, and right. pray in the spirit on all occasions and, uh, with all kinds of prayers and requests. That's it. So the Bible speaks about all these kinds of prayers. That's it. And also the, also these kinds of requests. That's it. Um, can you just briefly before we get into them, uh, just give us the names of these kinds of prayers, uh, with a, just, just a short description of each of them. Um, I, I like, I like uh, Ephesians six eighteen because it talks about the different kinds of prayers. And one man of God actually once said, you know, these different kinds of prayers are like uh, uh, different sports that we have in the world. Yeah. And, and, and they all operate with different rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. And just like the sports have different rules and regulations, these prayer uh, uh, types have different rules and regulations. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to quickly uh, go through them. There is what I like to call the prayer of petition. Yeah, huh? Which is basically the prayer of asking. And a lot of us operate in this <laughs> majorly mm-hmm. and exclusively. And we have the prayer of, um, uh, uh intercession. Yeah. And we have the, uh, pr- praying in tongues. Yes. And, uh, we have, uh, the prayer of meditation. Uh huh. And we have the prayer of consecration. Uh huh. And I think those are the basic, uh, prayer types that I mentioned in my book. Okay, cool. We're gonna go through. Um, uh, we're gonna go through those just now, just to right. get a. But before we just go into a slight break, um, Sibeko uh, wrote us a WeChat. Um, right. sent sent to sent to WeChat, so we say it. And he says, uh, "Before God, um, because God is the All Knowing, would you say that He already knows what we're gonna say before we even pray, because He knows the desires of our heart?" Oh yes, God already knows, and and that's a critical. Uh, part of our prayer life because God already knows, then we don't have to convince Him yeah. that our prayer is urgent. You know, a lot of people when they go into the uh, throne room, they're trying to convince God how bad it is. You know, mm-hmm. God, Father, the doctor said it's so terrible. The doctor like, said know, there's know, no know, cure. I and I mean, God already knows. Yeah, but when you go to God, you should just go in faith and say, Father, I thank you that you said in your word, I'm healed. Yeah. And because of that, I thank you for my healing. Wow. And you just start fellowshipping with God. Okay. It could be something that Because I was just going to ask, because I was just going <laughs> to ask, so then why pray if God already knows? Can we just go, Lord, you know? No, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> because there is no faith in that. Remember, oh, yeah. faith is demonstrated by how we speak and how we act. Yeah. So faith is released through our mouth and our actions. And there's something great to me, like, sorry, there's something, that, something great that you said about grace. Right. And faith. Right. And how, and, and how a prayer actually manifests. That's it. You know? That's Did it. I just talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, God by grace has already provided everything that we'll ever need in this life. It, yes. I call it the pastons of God's word. I mean, if you look at healing, the Bible says, for by stripes you were healed. Pastons. It's pastons, yeah. You know, if you look at the blessing, the Bible says, I mean, a lot of people are still praying for God to bless them. Yet he said in Ephesians 1 verse 3, blessed be God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath pastons already blessed you with all spiritual things in heavenly places. And he's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Pastons. God has already given us all these things. But you know how we access them? 
Mm-hmm. We access them by faith. So grace is on God's side of the ledger. Faith is on our side of the ledger. And our faith accesses God's grace in our life. Mm. So the Bible says that, you know, we are, we are saved by grace through faith, through faith. That's it. You know, uh, which is just a wonderful thing. We're going to get to those seven, uh, to those seven kinds of prayers and requests, um, just after, just after this. Stay with us right in the open book because we're learning how to pray, which is our subject for today. choice. Sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. Auto Trader gives you the choice. Now you can shop. Compare and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader New Car. The choice is yours. This is CliffCentral.com. We are speaking to Pastor Tafara Butai. Uh, today's like a Bible study, I said earlier on, and uh, our subject is how to pray, you know, so that we don't mumble or sometimes actually we don't, we don't pray because we actually Think that we don't know how to pray, right? Uh, so I think it's important that we gain confidence in this, so that when we are, so that when we when we approach the throne of grace, uh, that we approach it with faith. That's it, you know, with faith. Um, coming to those seven <coughs> petitions, um, or seven ways, seven kinds of prayers. Right. Uh, the first one is the prayer of petition, um, which is the prayer of asking. Right. Are there limitations to what we can ask God? I think the basic limitation is God's word. Um, mm-hmm. As it says in in First John that uh, this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything according to His will, so basically we can ask anything, but it has to be according to God's will. You know, uh, uh, I think in the faith movement a few years back, people were asking all kinds of stuff. They were saying the Bible said I can ask anything, so I'm going to ask uh, for someone else's husband uh, to be my husband because yeah. that, that's anything, but that's against God's will. God has not provided. Uh, uh, adultery by grace. So guess what? Our limiter is if it's provided for in God's word. That's the anything that he's talking about. The anything, if you look at that word actually in the Strong's Concordance, it's the word rematos, which means anything in God's word. Mm. It's amazing because the thing is, we, when we pray, we have to pray the will of, we know we have to pray the will of God and, um, and, and the will of God is the word of God. That's it. And the word of God is God. So That's in other it. words, in order to have a relationship with God, you need to know the word. So it's important that, uh, it's important that we study the word of God because that is growing our relationship with him. It's knowing him. That's so it. that by the time we communicate with him, we know from where we're communicating, you know, like with him from. That's it. Um, so yeah, I mean, so how important, because it seems like it's all coming back to the word of God, the word That's of God. It. How important is that? I mean, it's vital because once you start having that relationship, relationship with God's word like you're saying God is his word and God is love you're going your prayers are going to be motivated by love and the bible is very clear that faith works by love what does that mean that means love is the fuel for your faith and and, and it also says that faith mm. uh, uh, love perfect love casts out fear what does that mean that means love is the antidote you know, for your fear, it is the remedies. It cures mm. uh, fear in the life of the believer, and fear wow. uh, trips our faith up. Yeah, you know, once yeah. you entertain fear, you are not in faith. That is, and that for is you so to good. get rid of that, you just step into love. Yeah, and you know what? And the thing is, 
when I went to Amen, like I decided that because I wanted to go into gospel, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go now and uh, I'm going to learn all about worship as much as I possibly can. Right. And somehow, being in that class, I obviously um, started studying more of the Word of God. That's it. And the more I did that, the more my love for Him grew. Come on. So, so I can understand exactly where you're coming, you That's know, like it. where you're coming from with that, uh, with that answer. Um, do we have any control between the time that God answers our prayer um, and the manifestation of it? In other words, like when it comes to to life, to fruition, or in this realm? I believe uh, to a certain extent we, we do. I mean, obviously, uh, there are certain instances where in God's timing, mm-hmm. for example, if you're believing God for a mate, uh, God knows better than you when exactly you should be getting married. So he will, if you submit yourself to that, he will determine the right time for you to uh, get a mate, but in instances where you're trusting and believing God for something that is already done, for example, healing, uh, your faith can determine how soon you can start walking, uh, in faith. Is, uh, a perfect example is when Jesus, uh, you know, uh, said to the uh, crippled, you know, rise up and walk. Mm-hmm. The, the, their faith and their response to that determined whether they were going to get healed at that moment. Or they were going to delay their healing. I mean, if he said, rise up and walk, and they kept sitting there, guess what? Nothing would have happened. So it yeah. was on their part now to respond or to act on what God had said. So our faith reduces the timeline between our prayers uh, prayed and the manifestation thereof. Which kind of means that after we have prayed and we've applied our faith, right. um, the patience in between. Right. You know, patience is not... Is not the ability to wait right. because you're gonna to have to wait anyway. Yep. If, if if you come and you ask me, say, can I have um, can I have some water, for instance, right. and um, and it's like it's in my fridge, and right. I tell you to wait. You right. waiting is not patience, right. but what you do between that time is going to determine. So exactly. I guess that is always acting on your faith, always, exactly. um, you know, acting in a you, you know in a way that is. I mean, like so, so that you don't just walk out thinking, okay, cool, well, it's not going to happen because then by the time I open that fridge, I mean, I know it's a stupid example, right? You know, like you won't be there. So That's I guess it. patience. Patience, I mean, like having, having that patience and even patience comes from God. That's it. You know, that's it's it. a fruit of and, the spirit and that trust to say, you know, God will do whatever he says that he will do. Mm. And I'm going to trust that and I'm going to act on that. And I think that's a critical component for our patience as yeah. well. Let's go to the second one. Right. I uh, don't even know if we're actually going to get it all at this time. <laughs> um, what is the, you, you spoke about the prayer of, Intercession. Right. Yeah. Right. Whenever I hear intercession, I always think of the intercessors at church. Abu right. Mama will pray for, for everyone. Oh, they, can the intercessors please come? Right. And then they, and then they're like the <laughs> prayer, the prayers of the church. They just pray for everybody <laughs> while everybody's doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the prayer of intercession, uh, biblically. Yeah. Is, uh, basically when you're praying, uh, Romans 8 verse 26, what does the Bible say? It says, for we do not know how to pray as we ought to. But the spirit within us maketh intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now, one interesting example is in the life of uh, Daniel. If you read in Daniel chapter number 9 and chapter number 10. In chapter number 9, Daniel prays a prayer. And it was answered uh, instantly. Literally within minutes, he got his answer. And in chapter number 10, it takes 21 days. Now, what's interesting about that is when the angel finally brought the answered prayer on day 21, he said to Daniel, Daniel, your prayer was answered in the very moment you prayed, but the prince of Persia was battling me. The forces were against uh, me delivering this uh, answered prayer to you. Mm-hmm. So what we do 
after we pray is as important as what we do in prayer. And that's so where the prayer on? of intercession is. So do, so do we keep on praying? Because some of the times, I mean, like if, if the first time you prayed was by faith, but right. then you just keep on praying that, you know, like that same thing. So you're not asking. So your second prayer, I mean, if, if God says. So it's intercession, like when you keep on praying for the, for the same thing over and over, or what do you pray for in the prayer of intercession? In the prayer of intercession, you're countering, uh, uh, all the barriers that might be hindering your answered prayer from coming to manifestation. So for example, I mean, the Bible clearly says in, uh, 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 that husbands dwell in peace with your wives as unto the weaker vessels so that your prayers may not be Hindered. Hindered. And the Bible also says that where they strive, where, where strive is, there's, uh, uh, confusion and every evil work. So all these elements can stop our prayers from coming into manifestation. Even unforgiveness can stop our prayers from coming mm. into manifestation. So, the Bible so says when go you and pray, forgive. Exactly. You know, like, uh, before you pray, go and forgive your brother. Exactly. So, so when you yeah. pray the prayer of intercession, you're not asking again because you know God has already given you. Mm. But what you're doing is saying, Father, reveal unto me the hindrances that might be stopping my prayer from coming into manifestation. Wow. That's awesome. I guess also, you know, speaking about that, um, which is another, another one of those kinds of prayers is the, is the prayer of thanksgiving. Right. Um, and, and as, I mean, as, as I was reading your book, you spoke about the great men of the Bible, um, who came across a point in their prayer life, like when they absolutely just felt helpless. Right. And, um, and, 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 but what they did at that time is that they started to, they started to give thanks. How important is this prayer? Oh man. The prayer of thanksgiving. It's vital. Yet it's, it's, it's the most neglected, you know, uh, I mean, just giving thanks to God. A, a, a songwriter once wrote, you know, when the praises or when the thanksgiving goes up. Mm-hmm. You know, blessings come down. Now, yes. uh, in the story of King Jehoshaphat, God asked him to put the praises and uh, uh, people who were lifting up a praise and a thanksgiving in front of the army. And as they did that, the Bible says there was confusion in the enemy's camp. Now, yeah. that that's just what happens when you give God thanks. The enemy does not know what to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> he gets confused. I mean, look at Paul and Silas. They are in prison. They had been beaten, stripped naked, thrown into prison. And the Bible says uh, at midnight, they began to pray and sing praises unto God. Isn't that contrary to what we would have done? I mean, we would have started complaining, right? No ways. Uh, I would have tried to bribe the, bribe the warden. <laughs> Yo, Baba, do you need anything? <laughs> Call my brother. <laughs> Here's the number. <laughs> you, can, you can buy you a cool drink. <laughs> yeah, and that's amazing. And, and they started praising God. Yeah. And but as you, they praised God, God came into their midst and began yeah. to fix everything that was broken. That's why the Bible says God inhabits the, the praises, praises or the thanksgiving people. of his people. I mean, Jesus took two fish and five loaves. He could have started complaining, man. I don't even know why you sent me here. I can't even feed these people. Why you send me here? But he looked at that and he didn't say it's not enough. He looked at that and he said, Father, I thank you. Absolutely. So this will minister to someone who feels like their money is not enough. They don't have enough friends. They don't have enough relationships. Just take the little that you have and look up to heaven and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. And watch the multiplication you know, anointing. Do you know what I think kind of happens in that, in that point? Right. Is that your focus comes off your problem. Come on. And then you start, and then you start putting your focus on a bigger God. And obviously when you, when you give thanks, That's you it. thank God for who he is. Come on. And as you do that, uh, your understanding of him starts to, starts to grow. And then That's suddenly, it. God is becomes bigger, although he already is. But like in your, you know, like in your understanding, he That's becomes it. bigger than your problem. That's and it. then, and, and then your faith starts to grow. Come on. This whole thing, it's faith, 
with his grace Come on. equals to um and then and then that equals to your prayer, you know, like to your prayer being answered. That's and, it. And, and and what I also love about that story of Paul and Silas um in in prison right. is the fact that, you know, as they're praying the doors open Come of the prison, Come on. but they don't even they don't even leave. I mean, like you spoke about that as That's well. It. You know, That's they don't it. even go. Yeah, it's open. Okay, let's disband in that. Let us leave. But Come they on. actually literally carry on, That's you know, it. praising and worshiping God. I like that because they were not majoring in problems. I mean, if it was you and I probably in prison, would have been praying, Father, open these prison doors. I yeah. break these prison doors in Jesus. They didn't do that. But you, they just uh, say, thank so you, the Lord. Subject, so, the subject, uh, <laughs> so the subject is the prison doors and not God. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> crazy. So, so the importance of Thanksgiving. It is vitally important. It, it's vitally yeah. important. Yeah, and it kind of takes ourselves, you know, like it, it takes ourselves out of the situation and Come puts on. God in that situation. Come on. You know, the prayer of meditation. Uh, something that you know, like something that was new that I learned from. Right. And I'm supposed to be like this, ma- this mature, all-knowing Christian. Right. The prayer of meditation. It's it's actually a prayer. It is of a meditation prayer. because you know you know why? Because whenever I hear the word meditation, I'm always thinking mm, new age. Be careful. Exactly. You know. Dun, exactly. Dun, dun. This exactly. ranking starts to go on. But you say that it um it is very important. What is this kind of prayer? It is vitally important. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians think that. Uh, uh, meditation is an Eastern practice. It's not. It's actually uh, a, well, bi- a Bible practice. Not that practice. Jerusalem is not in the East. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a Bible practice. It's for us, the children of God. And Psalms five verse one actually shows us and reveals to us that uh, meditation is a prayer. Now, what's interesting about meditation is that a lot of breakthroughs in terms of uh, success and prosperity. Uh, is hidden in the power of meditation. I mean, if you look at the life of Joshua, uh, he's taking over leadership from Moses. Yes. I mean, Moses was the miracle man. Uh, he, he used to split seas and make food rain from heaven and so on and so forth. And he, you come as the predecessor. You come as the, uh, as the person who's taking over leadership from him. I mean, Joshua was fretful. He, he, yeah. he was scared. And God gave him what I like to call the formula to success. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Mm. But you shall meditate therein day and night and observe to do everything that is said in it. And then shall you make your way prosperous and have good success. And and meditation is the only thing that we see in scripture where God commands for us to do it day and night. Yeah. I mean, when Jesus was uh, in a dire moment and, and, and he was pressed, uh, 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 getting ready to go to the cross, he asked his disciples just to pray with him for how long? Just an hour. <laughs> but when it comes to meditation, God says, I want you to do this thing day and night. Day and, night. and a lot of people. Well, there's a verse, um, I can't remember the scripture exactly where it is, where, where, where the, I mean, like the Bible says that, you know, whatever is, is good, whatever is, it speaks about all these good Philippians things. Philippians 4, yeah. Yeah, that like we need to meditate upon these need things. To think on these things think consistently. On these things. You so know, that is meditation. That is The moment when you're just sitting like going over a verse in your car, suddenly you get that, hmm, moment. And guess you know, what? Revelation. And guess what? That's prayer. And it freed me from all the religious burdens of thinking I don't pray enough. Because I realized, listen, even when I'm sitting in the car, meditating on scripture, I am actually praying. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you're not just going to uh, um, get into that. And and a lot of people really have uh, an objection to this. They say, well, you know, I work a job. I can't meditate uh, day and night, you know, I'm busy. I crunch numbers and so on and so. What forth. are you thinking about? And I always ask them this question: When, when, when you're heartbroken by that man or that woman, or when the uh, people you owed money wanted their money from you, 
how much or how long in a day did you think about that? And they always say, man, I thought about it all the time. It woke uh-huh. me up at night. And I tell, I turn that around and I say, you see, you have the ability to meditate day and night. Wow. You can think on something all the time. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's move on to another point. Right. This one is, um, there's a uh, Matthew, Matthew 18 verse 19. Right. Okay. And I believe that it's like, it, it's a verse that sometimes we've, uh, um, how can, it's, it's like, we've sort of, We've sort of gotten it wrong at some stage, you right. know what I mean? Because we always believe that it's about, you know, it's about telling people to go to church. Right. And uh, it is, yeah, Matthew, Matthew 18 verse 19, which says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they asked, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. You know, mm. when two or three, um, there's, there, are, there are other scriptures that says, you know, like when two or three come together in my name, right. you know, like there I am. But these right. verses actually speak about the prayer of agreement. That's it. There's power in agreement. That's it. Um, yeah, could you explain that as well? Um, and, and what's interesting about this power of agreement is uh, it, it, it's at a covenantal level. You know, when someone comes to you and say, uh, please agree with me on this prayer request, I mean, we've reduced it to just a casual talk, you know, church, church talk, uh, Christianese, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where, where you just say, hey, please agree with me for this. And, you oh, know, yeah. we don't really mean it. But when Jesus was talking about this, he was talking about agreeing at a covenantal level where, listen, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to agree with you with everything that I have until we see the manifestation of this prayer. And, 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 and that's the prayer of agreement where two shall touch is agreeing on anything in the earth realm. And God says, I will do it for them because of that uh-huh. unity of two believers coming together and saying, we're trusting God for your healing. We're trusting God for this thing to mm. break through. So to God, I mean, like it's pretty unity is, is, is quite an important, oh, it's, an important it's quite thing. an important thing. And there is power. That's why the Bible says that, you know, one can kill a thousand, but two can kill 10,000 10, to fly. You're going to have a second child just now. So, you think you've got one child, you're about to have another <laughs> 20,000 with just the two that you have in your house. But I mean, you know, also just coming to what really touched me, right? Right. something that I need to grow in right. and that is praying with my wife. That's it. You know, um, the fact that there is more power in that That's than it. if I just, um, than if I just pray alone. Oh man. When a husband and wife come together and agree on something. Man, there's just so much power released in that. Mm, but mm. when a husband and wife live together in strive, they give the devil a foothold. And you said, because the Bible says that them. it will hinder your, your prayers. prayers. You know, so it's make sure that clear. you guys are living in harmony. That's because it. Because it will hinder, it'll hinder your prayer. That's it. I think that's awesome. Just the importance of that. I think if you're still looking for an answer whether you should go to church or not, that's according it. to our last <laughs> podcast, or at least get together with other believers, that's this it. is the reason. The fact that your prayers will be answered when you, when you get other people involved. That's it. You know? And because I understand this prayer, uh, Loiso, I, I just don't share my problems with people that are not of faith you know why because i want someone who will agree with me uh, before you pray before we pray at a covenantal level not someone who you know if i share with them uh, i've got this sickness or i've got a cancer and then you know they say i'm going to touch and agree with you and right after they they leave the prayer uh, room they go pick up the phone call someone and say oh you won't believe this Oh, that brother's got cancer. He's dying. Oh, man. And guess yeah, what? Yeah. They're not in agreement. Yeah. They're actually in disagreement and they strive there. Yeah. And guess what? This is why I just don't share my problems with people that are not of faith and are not at that level so of right. agreement with me. You're so I right. mean, even Jesus would heal people and tell them, don't tell anybody. 
Or sometimes he he chased people out. I mean, um, there's certain there's certain times when he was about to you know about to heal. I think That's a little it? girl. Yes. And uh, and he chased uh, and he chased people out Just because he knew that they were they were of little faith. That's it. You know, and that they would hinder Jesus's praise. Come I on. Mean, Jesus is the guy <laughs> who said this must happen and that thing happened. You That's know what it. I mean? Even the but, blind uh, man, you led him out of town. Remember to the countryside. Yes. Because we have to be, we have to extract ourselves from an environment mm, of mm. doubt and unbelief. In order to gain, in, in, in order for us, I mean, like in order for our faith to work. Come you on. Know? Um, Abraham, the man with the, you know, like known as the, as the father of faith, like right. the man with the biggest faith in the world. Right. Um, even he was told to get out of the land that he lived Come on. so that God could take him to a place where it could just be literally just him and, and other believers around. Because then surely where, wherever he was from, there was no, there was no faith and that like it would hinder the work that God wanted to do through him. That's it. So, yeah. So same to you. If you are in a, in a place that, um, that doesn't have much faith or in a relationship with the other person doesn't have, and you can still get out. That's if you're not married, of course, I'm telling you to get divorced. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Get out. (laughs) And I mean, this is, this is where I say, if you're in a relationship, husband and wife fight to protect that unity. Don't let, uh, uh, disagreements go on for days, yeah. months, and you know, silent treatment and that kind of stuff. Man, all we are doing is destroying our own lives you as are. believers. You Absolutely. Know? And the Bible says, don't let the sun dip before you uh, forgive a brother. Mm. So that means if we are in not marriage, for, not for uh, not for your brother, not for the <laughs> brother's sake, but for your sake, for your sake, for your sake, because it's gonna hinder your prayers. Yeah. And you know what, man? And you can argue as much as you want. Against um against that verse, but uh, the word of God is not going to change. That's it. Again, that is it. It's written. It's it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's so it's it. best that we just we just adhere to it. Amen. We just adhere to it. Uh, we've got another few minutes. Uh, another few minutes left, and a few questions. We've actually this has been so cool because <laughs> I was like, we're not going to get through a lot of this stuff, and uh, and somehow we are. I think really just by the grace of God because He controls time. That's it. Um. Let's get to speaking, you know, speaking in tongues. Now, there are many That's people who one. are skeptics uh, when it comes to speaking in tongues. Um, where does, where does this, just a quick, you know, just a quick answer on, right. on where this comes from and the importance of it as well. Right. Um, I, I used to be a, a big skeptic. Uh, on tongues and, and, and speaking in tongues Pastor and praying. I used to be a skeptic. Man. <laughs> until it got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, basically in my book, I talk about three different, you know, uh, kinds of tongues. The first one, obviously, being what we see in the book of Acts, mm-hmm. where the, 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 the apostles, uh, spoke in, in a tongue or a different language. Uh, 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 a language that has not been previously learned. This is a supernatural endowment of the Holy Ghost where you begin to speak in another language I that you have not anybody doing, uh, hearing that as that well. That you have not learned. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard of testimonies where people, you know, go to, uh, 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 uh Middle uh, East or Eastern Europe countries and just, you know, kind of start praying and speaking, uh, their language and, and yeah. people hear the gospel through that. Yeah. You know? And, and this is one kind. And the second one is a tongue which you speak to address a, a congregation or a church. And this must be interpreted. You know, when you speak, uh, to a church and address in a tongue, this must be interpreted. The third one is praying in tongues, which is what we see in First Corinthians 14 verse 4. The Bible says, He who prays in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man. So mm-hmm. this one you're not addressing man. Okay. It's the only one way you're not addressing man, but unto God. You speak unto God, for no man understands him. How be it in the spirit he speaks 
mysteries. This is uh, yeah. the the prayer that is talked about in Jude chapter number one verse twenty. When you pray in tongues, you build yourself up in the most holy faith. It is as a man wow. who goes to the gym. So when you feel discouraged, man, I always say this: a Christian is enough ammunition to counter a bad day. Just pray in yeah, tongues. Yeah, because 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 let me tell you, if you, if you just pray in your own language, it is very hard to feel discouraged. And and to pray properly, if yeah. I can say it, like you're that, limited. You know, you're very very limited because you're that limited. thing is just in your head. But just, yeah. but just start. Pray. And it's funny because as I start praying in tongues, right? Somehow, you know, my faith is stirred up. That's it. You know, like my faith is stirred up again. That's it. And so, you can cover more ground praying in tongues than you can in English yeah. because. I could be sitting here in the studio and my daughter is faced in danger. When yeah. I feel that urge to pray in tongues, when I pray, I'll be issuing angelic orders. I mean, I'm, I'm praying for her protection without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it is the Holy Spirit praying through me and wow. within me. And it's okay, I mean, just quickly, and, and, and it's okay to pray in tongues in church because some churches believe that no one is allowed to pray publicly in tongues. Yes, it is okay to, uh, to pray in tongues to build yourself up in the most holy faith. But then um, it is still in front of other people. When you address other people, it must be interpreted. Yeah, I mean, that's like someone going and then just speaking a language. I want to say something. <laughs> Shanda Rabba is like, what is he like, what saying? What are you talking about? It must be for edification. But it's okay, though, if you just, you know, like if you just... Uh, you stir you yourself think for yourself, up. yourself up. That's it. Yeah. Um, now, there were other few questions I wanted to ask you. Um, just to kind of say some general ones. Right. Um, I want to deal first with the with the Lord's Prayer. Right, you know, right, Jesus right. Says, and I uh, and when you pray, preach, uh, pray like this. Right. How we, um, how important is that? I believe uh, the Lord was showing us a template and uh, a critical template that we see in the Lord's prayer is that Jesus started off with uh, praise or mm-hmm. exhortation, and then he slipped uh, requests in between, and then he ended with uh, uh, a praise. I always call it the praise sandwich. You so know, when you, you think, start so do you your think prayer, it's an example. Of how to pray. Yes, it is a template. We can, also, it's a template. It's a template but of how to pray. But you can use those words as well. You can. But then again, just you, just just make them meaningful to you. Don't it's rehearse so easy them. To just you know to, to just preach things that everyone is doing. You know what Quickly, I mean? Quickly, two minutes. Right. There is the sinner's prayer. You yeah. know um, that everybody prays in in, in churches. I probably say more charismatic right. than other churches. Right. Uh, in order to come to to come to God. How? Right. Where does this prayer come from? And and does everybody need to pray it? Uh, basically, the, the practice was uh, popularized in the eight, late 1800s by a gentleman called Charles Finney, uh, just to get people uh, 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 to come to a decision. Yes. To say, listen, today I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. And, and I think it's a great tool to use, uh, but you won't see anyone in scripture uh, rehearsing the sinner's prayer. Mm. But the Bible does say, um, it if, is you believe if you believe in your heart, in your heart and confess, and with, you your confess with your mouth. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Is Lord. You shall be saved. You shall be saved. That's it. You know that He died and that He was raised from the dead. So it's as simple as that. What scripture is that for those um, who uh, want to pray that? Romans prayer? chapter number ten, I believe, from verse nine to ten. Yes, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that uh, God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's Amen. as simple as that. Wow, so simple. We've gotten through it. Praise God. <laughs> We've gotten through it. I think it's important that you know there's so many things that you said that I I want to just hear again yeah. um at some point. Thank you so much everyone. Yeah. Two weeks or two or three weeks till Christmas. Next week I want to tackle uh the subject of uh the not only just the importance 
of Christmas, but the truth about Christmas. We did this with Halloween a few weeks ago, so I think that you know we need to put Christmas on the table as well and discuss it. Thank you so much for joining me, right? And thank you to Pastor Tafara um, for for joining me as well, and just for all those nuggets. Thank uh, you. My prayer life me. has just improved before I've even prayed. This uh, has been the open book, and once again, we we'll love you all and start praying starting right now. <laughs> Cheers, Praise bye. God. The Open Book on CliffCentral.com This is Cliff Central.